um, NT and also owner of Bloderma, which is a huge training academy. You guys really need to check that out. They have the C2C Cadaver Lab coming up next weekend, actually. And also, she is the owner of Glowderma in Yardsley, PA. Welcome. Oh, thank you so much, my girl. I'm so happy to see you. And thank you for having me on your podcast today on this beautiful Friday. I know. It's so great. It's like, I'm so excited to be there next year. So, like, you definitely, you got, not next year, next week. So, you guys, if you haven't checked out the C2C Cadaver Lab, if you've never gotten that experience, Definitely, if you've missed out on this year, definitely look out for those tickets and follow her page for everything that's going to go on next year. And like she has different trainings and different things that you guys can, you know, look into, especially a lot of you guys are newer. So make sure. Exactly. Yeah. It's in, honestly, our courses are literally like in 2023. Um, I mean, next week, we were so excited about uh, C2C. We have a, an awesome faculty. My squad in house at Glodorma has been like just perfecting this course even from last year we're now CME accredited which is amazing but the idea is really about the connection and the mentorship and like not just what happens in the lab itself but a real like immersive experience so we had lots of social events to our after cadaver parties you can basically like be a part of um you know getting to know some of those things like in a in non-intimidating way and we keep our style like whether it's C2C or any of the trainings that I run very very boutique style so um, and really the relationships that come out of these courses is really what like adds to everyone's um, overall experience in, in medical aesthetics. So all ranges um, and yeah, we have a lot of fun there. So stay tuned for many more to come for Glow Academy, our new space as well in Yardley. So I'm pumped. I know, yay. Yeah, so, I mean, I know you're burning your sage. We have all the good vibes in the air and everything. So, you know, I just want to go back a little bit because it's like, you know, people see the glam, they see the beauty, but who is Amy? So tell us just a little bit about your background. You know, what made you even get into nursing in the first place? And how did you make your way into this field of aesthetics? Like, wow. So we're going way back. All right. So <laughs> let's go back to, um, let's go back to like somewhere in between, right? So um, well, my background in medicine, I was um, ER trauma prior to um, the aesthetics field. Um, I'm going to kind of pick it up from when I was in nursing school. How about that? So um, well, when I went to college, my first year, I definitely, I was not, my mom was a labor and delivery nurse for almost 40 years before she um, left that and now helped support me at Glowderma. But I never didn't, I never said I didn't want to be in uh, medicine. I just never really kind of considered as like, when I'm a little girl, I'm going to grow up and be a nurse and own a med spa. It wasn't kind of on the radar back then, because as we all know, medical aesthetics is still a very new sense of medicine. And um, so it definitely didn't happen um, that way. But I always loved to be creative and to bring people together and create art and beauty. Um, I can't draw a stick figure, but I can sculpt faces and do other things. So artistic in different ways. And I think people can, um, you know, people can be artistic in all different ways and intelligent in different ways as well. It's kind of how you apply that to your life and your passion. So um, anyways, after my freshman year of college, I um, was working at a camp with kids with special needs and I absolutely loved it. Those are two of my best friends and it was probably one of the most challenging, um, you know, uh, jobs that I had, but I absolutely loved it. And I said, you know, I need to, I always love children. And I always loved, um, you know, you know, just helping people and everything. So I changed my major to nursing. I, I, I went to nursing. And um, when I graduated nursing school, 
I quickly got engaged to now my ex-husband. I was, we were planning a wedding for the following year. I found out the weekend I passed my boards that I was pregnant. We bumped everything up. And from there on, I had my baby. And in 10 months, I was basically had my career. I was, you know, married. I had a baby, all these things. So we, I like to move fast and furious. Anyways, fast forward a little bit. You <laughs> mess around. So after that, I ended up, so I, I was really, really so fortunate because um, I got a job in the ER working on the weekend so I could be home with my children during the week. And um, so that's kind of how it was. And after that, I had four more. So five total before I was 30. In six years, um, I had my fat five, who I call my, my, you know, they're my heart and soul. And, um, you know, it was, it's amazing how the field of nursing and medicine can really evolve with you um, through your life. So after, you know, fast forward, I have five babies, doing my thing. Um, I really kind of like hit a point in my life where there was just some so, like personal situations that left me in a very vulnerable state, like with um, my relationship at the time and, you know, compromising like some things, um, you know, within myself. And I kind of had like a spark in my mind go off and think, what can, what can I do here that I like, there's something not, I didn't feel like anything was missing. I felt very complete as far as like with my family and what I was doing. I love the ER. I wasn't running from it. And it's amazing how the universe works and that when you stop kind of forcing things and you start to breathe and kind of look at things from a different perspective, how opportunities start like opening up. So I, so I just kind of, I don't know. I had, I got Botox for the first time, a nurse did it and I just loved the experience. And I was thinking, Hmm, what do I have to do? To do to get into this because then eight years ago there wasn't a playbook there still really isn't um, I didn't know if I needed to go back for an advanced degree I didn't know if there was a, a special program so I just kind of had to figure it out and um, you know do it um, figure out what to do so anyways at the same time I ended up befriending somebody um, a doctor that was running one of the wellness centers at the gym that I was going to and um, I ended up I was so broke. I just sold my engagement ring to buy my kids um, Christmas gifts and everything. And I borrowed $1,500 to my parents because my mom's like, I think you're going to be awesome at this. Like, go for it. I did my first course and I was hooked. I was the only nurse in that room. I was the first one to inject. Everyone was like freaking out. And I'm like, I did it. And I was like, and I, I fell in love with the emotion behind the injectable experience. I fell in love with how people were feeling, how they felt afterwards, how happy they felt, how confident that relationship with that patient um, and really helping them much more than just on the outside, but mm. also helping cultivate and bring together, um, you know, that inside piece, because as we all know, you know, looking and feeling your best um, is really something that is, is cohesive. You can't really have one without the other. And from there, I just hustled, girl. I hustled and I was doing all this concierge stuff and, you know, and I was trying to like figure out what to do. I took a position at a local med spa um, mm. and I, I was branding it like it was like my own. And about 18 months later, after I grew their business, um, you know, quite significantly, I was like two years to the date of that first course that I couldn't afford. I opened up Glowderma and wow. here we are six years later, Glowderma, Glow Academy. Um, and you know, that's, that's it in a nutshell. I know that was a lot of content, but, um, so I'm still aiming. I'm just like, I'm like, I feel like with this industry, I've been so blessed because I feel like this has also kind of helped me come into my own as well in my career path. So yeah. it, I just truly think it's beautiful when a passion and something that you just, 
feel is part of you becomes a career, then you can make a positive impact. And now with the education, it's like, I love the mentorship. I love like now that like we've, you know, as this business is evolving and so many enthusiastic and energetic people want to come in, like collaborating with other professionals and really kind of having a voice for these practitioners that want to come into the space and helping them and guiding them um, as much as I can um, with my also amazing friends and colleagues in the industry. Like we're only better together. So that's kind of always been my mission back when I was 10 running carnivals in my backyard, like a hustler. I'm kind of doing the same thing now. I'm like I bringing people together. Thing, I just want you to know, you know. It ain't big. Right? Because I just want to love you. I mean, see, singing wasn't really, you know, I can dance kind of. Anyway, so that's in a nutshell. I love that. Oh my God. It's like, you know, and something that you said, it's like, it, it really, you said you fell in love with how the feelings behind it and like how people felt after they got their treatments. Because I think that's the biggest thing in aesthetics or any other industry. It's like, you don't really get to the next level until you fall in love with yourself. And I think that's the biggest thing. Sometimes I think that's missing from the aesthetics industry. It's like, you know, people are just trying to mask issues and like, you know, like, you know, what I, uh, no offense to anyone, but I, I mean, I saw like someone getting threads and she was clearly very, 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 you know, overweight and she was getting threads in her neck to tighten or whatever. I'm like, I hope someone's telling her that she needs to take care of her actual health because getting some right. lips done, getting some facial balancing is not going to help that she's just not loving herself enough to take care of herself otherwise. Exactly. Exactly. And that that's so true, Leslie. It's like such a great point. Um, when we opened, you know, my ER background, one thing was like the IV hydration therapy and it was like still like very new. No one was really doing it in my area. And I, mm -hmm. one of these aha moments when, you know, we would have somebody come in to the ER and they were, you know, intoxicated or whatever. We just give them like this banana bag, right. Of, of, mm -hmm. of vitamins and, I'm like, if we can make them feel better, why are well people making them feel better? And why are we not like identifying underlying causes of some of, you know, people are getting sicker and like kind of like thinking outside the box um, as far as like more in the functional medicine um, type of scope of it. So I think that part that plays in both aspects, like in health, finding the underlying cause, right? When we're doing a facial assessment, what is actually causing these concerns, identifying that and working from the base up. And that mm -hmm. is also, I believe, like a metaphor in life, like kind of going in, going inward, figuring out what we need to like maybe heal as humans and kind of like apply that in our careers. And I think that that's something that can translate, um, you know, that energy can translate beautifully while we are all like acting as more or less healers, right? We have the opportunity yeah. to make an impact in a different way in medicine. You know, ER people are more or less choosing, they're, they're not choosing to be there. And mm -hmm. with us, you could go to a million other providers, right? But the fact that they're choosing to sit in your chair, choosing to trust you with, you know, things that are optional in their lives, like this isn't like life or death, right? So it's like they're trusting with you and to never, ever, ever lose sight of that and be humble and stay grounded because, and always know that you need to go in there every day and level up your game, continuing to advance your skills and knowledge so that you can deliver the best, um, you know, responsible treatment and experience for patients. And I think that that's something that, you know, you brought back the glitz and the glam and all the fun. And yes, it is fun, right? It's fun. Mm -hmm. And you're in this energy and everybody's pumped up and you put your bunch of highly charged, you know, like-minded individuals together who are all 
doing very similar things. And yeah, it looks, it's about perception. Like you and I were talking about off camera before, like yeah. perception. But what they don't see is all the work that it kind of took to get there, right? Yes. Necessarily. Yeah. Or, you know, the exhausting late, you know, hours of work that you're putting into these presentations before you have to go up on their stage, the mental practice that you have to get to your point to know that like when you go up there, you need to like present in a way that you're getting your message out there and that it's clear. Mm -hmm. And there's so many dynamics that go into it, like taking yeah. care of your own body. And yeah. we're all like a little sleep deprived, right? And we all have like a thousand other projects and we're all a little ADD and we're excited to like do things, but the amount of focus and actually like centering yourself and dedication that it takes in some of these other things. It's like, you're basically, people are seeing a reel of our life, right? And oh, yeah. our lives are really fun and they're really awesome. We all love it so much. So I think that goes out, but it's also, it's, there's a lot of serious work and a lot of serious dedication yeah. and prioritizing that going behind the, um, behind the scenes. So um, I think that that's something that maybe should start to be like, you know, kind of like just being honest and um, about some of these experiences that we've all had and kind of sharing that to make people feel more um, comfortable. And like, we're all human beings, like we're humans, yeah. you know, yeah. we're not perfect. We're not. And I think sometimes too, what happens with that, you know, as leaders and, you know, as a woman and like, you know, you're leading your family, for example, and you know, now you're a single mom, like you have a support system, you have like a, you have foundations around you, which are good. However, like, you know, people are looking to, to you, me, whatever, people are looking up. And it's just like, sometimes, and this is like, so my question to you and for our listeners too, it's just like, so when you're in a position of leadership, because it, there's a little quote that says like, you know, people don't want to care about the, they don't care about the struggle when you're going through it. They care that you overcame it. So how do you think people who are rising in leadership should balance those two, like being authentic, but also protecting their vulnerability? Wow. So that's, that's an excellent question and like such a good topic. My goodness. So, all right. So me personally backing up that story, I mentioned Quipits as far as like, you know, some of these hardships and like, you know, just in a very quick, um, you know, blast, I can mm -hmm. say for me, when I was a young mom, I was, you know, having all my children and people would look at me like, oh my God, how do you have five little children under the age of six? You run all the PTO things. I was that mom. You're in every, you're everyone's, you know, homeroom mom. You're running around. You um, put yourself together in the morning, blah, 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 blah. You're organizing. I was again, organizing all these like play groups and like all this stuff. Like how come you aren't having an absolute meltdown, right? So and I also, at the time, my marriage was not 100% either. I, but you know what? I put on that mask and I love being a mom. That's number one. I love what I was doing with that. But I definitely was portraying to the world that there were no cracks in the foundation, right? I think what happened was like, you know, at that time, like you do have these moments that you're like, okay, I'm leaving the ship here. I have to be strong for my family, my children, and I need to become resilient and I need to get us out of situations because those those five humans in my life are the most important things. Like without that, what, what's the purpose, right? Why put on a mask and like act like everything is so great. And like, you know, it's like not being authentic to your true self and mm -hmm. for what to sacrifice them, it's not worth it. So I think like once I kind of was able to get real with myself first and mm -hmm. then kind of like you know, um, have some like deep reflection. And I, I then guess what the opportunity of like aha moments. I'm like, 
it was like a breakthrough. Like, okay, this is what I should be doing. This is what I'm going to throw myself into as far as in aesthetics. Um, mm -hmm. And I think it hasn't really even been, I mean, my, my parents who, I mean, they, I couldn't do all this without their love and support with the children and everything. They didn't even know, they knew a little, but they didn't even know about any, some of those really like details because I was too um, focused on like, I got myself into this predicament. I'm going to fight my way out of it. Like, or we, I was, I was, I was always a we thing. And I'm like, I'm not going to ask for help. I'm going to take those steps to kind of like improve what is going on because I also didn't want to necessarily show weakness. Right. Yeah. So I think that now going out of it, there is that balance. Like I can tell these stories now because I feel like so many people are probably in, a, in the same situation where they're like, they're afraid to share because they're afraid of being vulnerable because they're afraid of judgment. They're afraid of being, you know, you know, looked at in a way that maybe isn't, you know, this like hierarchy, like whatever you want to call that. Right. But I think that the more, I think us as providers, us as humans to really be authentic in what we do, I think the more I open up and share certain stories with like, you know, within boundaries mm -hmm. with the right people and trusting with that, if I can affect and make a positive impact on one person, you know, or make mm -hmm. someone like, wow, that story resonated with me. And I was in a place in my life that I didn't feel like I could do it. And, and they're like, I heard you like, kind of like your path of everything, like that gives yeah. me hope. And that makes me want to um, connect. And that makes me want to work a little harder or maybe remove some of this toxicity from my life. Like, then mm -hmm. I feel like all, all the other stuff, doesn't really much matter it's the fact that you're yeah. making an impact in other humans lives and I think that that's also like with this industry as it grows it's like always going back to that not getting lost in yourself not getting lost in all the other like distractions and kind of like so I I truly think that as a leader it's okay to be vulnerable and it's okay to be honest with certain you know with what you've gone through and tell your story because I truly think it will be it could be impactful to somebody's life yeah, I, I definitely agree with that. And, and, and it still goes back to they don't want to hear the story. They want to hear the glory because uh, especially as Americans, you know, or people that have grown up in America, we're obsessed with that hero or in our case, Shiro. It's like this. We, these are all the obstacles. These are all the bad things. And I clawed my way through them and I came out yes. triumphant. We're obsessed with that. That's why we love Spider-Man and you know, Wonder Woman, and we, we love all these things because those all people that had a huge thing that was against them and yeah. they crashed through it. Because everyone wants that power to be able to totally. say, wow, this is something that I can look up to because they had a situation, like you said, like I'm going through and they got through it and they're even better now than they were then. Yeah. Yes. Everybody wants. I agree. And I think that that happens in cycles throughout your life. Like, yeah. It's not just one breakthrough, it's another like breakthrough. And I think the more you kind of tap into that and like, what mm -hmm. is your true authentic self? You know, I remember reading an article about, um, you know, with, with children, I see that with my, own, with, with my own kids too, by the mm -hmm. age of around, around 10 to 12, like up to that point, like we're all like these like innocent, you know, basically somewhat untainted, you know, human beings. And like, what did you like to do at those ages? Right? Like if you go, mm -hmm. if you actually think back, and what they, what I, what this article mentioned was that it, it not in the same sense, like, I'm not like being like silly here. I'm like, but if you could actually go back and say, what was your natural interest mm -hmm. at that time in your life and think about it, like, how could that play into your now self, your adult self? 
if you could somehow connect those pieces, like I did, like I used to like, I mean, I was running stuff in my neighborhood. It was like <laughs> carnivals. And I'm not talking, I'm not talking just like, let's have five people in the backyard. I'm talking, got my brother on the bike with his friends, go around, get people here. Da, da, da. I'm telling like my friends to like, go to their, um, you know, their parents' house, get ice cream Sunday table on, let's have games. We're running obstacles, charging admission, you know, giving away my brother's like, you know, stuffed animals as a, as a thing. My dad would come home from work and be like, what is going on here? I mean, I'm stuck in full on operations, right? And like, so and then like productions with shows and all these things. And I'm like, it's so interesting because no, I'm not running a carnival, right? But I like created like this like aesthetic kind of oasis with a group of people that I believe in to call the squad that we're working together, right? For a common goal, the yeah. Flow Academy, the same thing, these collaborations, like I'm bringing together like-minded people to mm -hmm. learn, to grow, to like come together as like a, for a common good with all my amazing relationships in of my colleagues in that, you know, some of my bestest friends in the world um that i'm meeting in my 40s what do we do we collaborate we network we're together we're, we're be, trying to be cohesive to make an impact that's positive so whether it's a carnival whether it's a business whether it's you know projects whether it's whatever the heck right mm -hmm. the, the actual root concept of bringing together people to make a positive impact is actually very much the same so yeah. I love that for you. And, and I and I wish, you know, any of you guys that are listening, I, I hope you can find that for yourself, you know, kind of connect. Sounds corny, but like, you know, connect with your inner child because it's like, yeah, like you said, we're, we're not going to be like, you know, I can't dance until, you know, I fall and just go to sleep for two days. Like I can't do like when I was like, that's not going to happen. I'm not a little kid anymore. You have responsibilities, but it's just like things that you were really good at or that you just naturally gravitated towards all of those childlike tendencies can be brought forth in your adult life and be yeah. very impactful because people like to work with people who know who they are. Yes, agreed, agreed. And that's the key. For sure, for sure. Um, yeah, so that's that's kind of like, in a nutshell, like it's kind of, it's really, it's really interesting. My Nana said to me, I was like, my mom's one of seven, lots mm -hmm. of grandkids. And my Nana used to say to me when I was like a little girl, she's like, mm -hmm. she's going to be sitting behind a big mahogany desk running the show. So I was like two, right? <laughs> and my Nana always knew what, like she had this Italian intuition of like things that she would say things sometimes. I'm like, what? That sounds you like, are we serious? What? And then she told me that I'm like, so I think that it's important to pay attention to that because I think society also with distraction and, and like all these things, like you could get lost in it so easily. And we've all oh. seen it happen, right? Whether it's friends, whether it's people in the industry, whether it's us personally too. Like, I mean, it's, it's also human nature. And we can be kind to the fact that you can get lost sometimes, but that idea of just going back to the core, what makes, what makes you want to wake up every day excited and mm -hmm. energetic? And that will lead to success in whatever way that shows up. That doesn't just mean money. Money will come, that right. aspect will come. But if you are doing it with intention for good, in mm -hmm. my personal opinion, whether success shows up in happiness and relationship, with success shows up with just you being, you know, being proud and um, energetic to do what you're supposed to be doing, mm -hmm. or in finances, and which you have a whole platform with all of that, Leslie, which is so, so impressive what you've built. Because I think with all that hype and all this loveliness stuff, like that we're saying, like, 
kumbaya and grit, you also have to be very smart with where you do like kind of invest your finances and that you're doing smart and you don't get lost in all of that as well because yeah. it moves very quickly. So I think you've done an absolute amazing job with Thank coming you. up with this idea um, of having like that specific to medical aesthetic providers because many times as in medicine, we could be great at one thing, but it, we're not necessarily the best in financial like decisions or in business, right? Mm -hmm. So I think that it's amazing that you have these resources that can help kind of connect the two concepts. I know you're part of game, you know, business as well, yeah. um, which is, I think a phenomenal concept that Galderma has put together. And that's I awesome. think that that's really, really good. So you can do all these creative things. You can do what you're good at, but you have the foundation and the core that is going to keep you stable and grounded um, so that you're able to truly put your true self out there in the world. And it's true. And it's funny you say that. I mean, it's like, you know, guys, so in my report card when I was young, it said, Leslie is a joy to have in class, but she talks too much with her peers. I was me too. Young. Me? And so I would get separated from my friends and then I'd make friends with the person that was not my friend. I'd be like, hey, Michael. And he'd be like, oh. And it's like, and so like, yeah. that's how I was. And like, I was, oh, I'm, I'm very creative. I was always drawing, you know, I went to school for, you know, pipe organ performance and violin and English literature. I was like one of those crazy girls in school that was like, do yeah. everything. Um, I love that. My yeah. burnout story we're not going to talk about today, but it's just like, yeah. That'll so, be the like, next podcast. The next podcast. So it's like all these things. But then I find it's just like, you know, in life, people sometimes say like, Leslie, you have a financial practice and you also have a, a video branding practice. Like, you know, how are you doing this? I'm like, because it's me. I'm like, they, yeah. they're, they're and like, I speak a lot. And like, and that's something I'm like, all these things from when I was a kid, like you said, Amy, I found ways to connect them in my adult life. But what I did, just like you did we have become intentional. So I think that's the key, guys. It's like, yeah. figure out what you love to do when you're young, figure out how that translates into a skill you can get paid for as an adult, mm -hmm. and then merge those things together and really be intentional about every move you make. Absolutely. Yeah, so that's awesome. And then, you know, Amy, then also, you know, just um, real quick, because I know we're running down on time here, but I just want to talk about like, you know, for those of the, you know, listeners who are thinking about like building a team, you know, when you are building a team, how do you create a culture that makes people stick? Yeah. So how do you build a culture? So I think it starts with the leader, right? Mm -hmm, it all mm -hmm. goes back to the leader. They're going to set the tone. Um, I think that you attract what you're putting out there, right? Um, I've been very fortunate. I haven't always been a hundred percent, but I can tell you my team right now, like I never felt so um, just grateful and proud. And, and again, like just want them to succeed. And I tell them all the time, it's autonomy within a framework, your mm -hmm. success in this, I'm going to provide a platform, right? I'm, I'll, I'll be the, I'll be the base. I'm going to do everything I can to mentor and like kind of cultivate that, that vibe and everything like that and your skills and knowledge and give you the resources. But then mm -hmm. it's what you do with that is going to make you elevate in your career and so on and so forth. So I think that it does start with the leader and like kind of like, you know, making sure you set the tone, making sure that you have people around you that are on the same mission, have the same um, mentality as you are. Um, I take a lot of time with hiring. I don't hire fast at all. I like to do many different tools. I use Titan um, recruiting now. Um, with Mary Beth, she does a great yeah. job with even identifying um, 
you know, basically like how is somebody in the mindset because everyone wants in on this business now, right? But like, so are they actually in it that they can have potential as far as applying it? So it's a very comprehensive. I don't know if you've ever like looked at some of her assessment tools, but it's really awesome. Like just identifying like just different things anatomically on someone's face and kind of just doing, um, it's not like, are you going to be good or are you going to be bad? It's kind of like, where are you now? You know? Mm -hmm. And so with that evaluation then can grow into, you know, mentorship if it seems to be a proper fit. Um, so I take a lot of time with really like, you know, cause once they're in, it's up to me also and them, but really me to kind of like pour a lot of time and a lot of energy into making sure that they are able to grow because it's all about, Glodorma is all about opportunity. Yeah. Glow Academy is all about opportunity, right? Mm -hmm. So you just have to be careful with who you bring into it, but when you have the right seeds planted and you're able to grow, then you're also able to do other things. Like the amount of time I travel now and I'm training and I'm like the voice, like you said, being out there and like something's calling me to be out there more. I wouldn't be able to be out there more and to have an successful businesses back at home if my foundation wasn't good. And then yeah. something would have to be sacrificed, right? That whole idea of having things, we chatted about this when we were in Connecticut last week, like there is no balance, right? There is no, no. balance. <laughs> so don't, so t let's just take the pressure off of balance, right? But that word balance, I think is so intense. Like, it's like, then you feel like, oh my gosh, well, if something doesn't go right, then am I a failure? Am I messing up? Am I making the right exactly. choices? Mm -hmm. I think we have to give ourselves a little bit more love and compassion and be like, you know what? Things might not always be equal. And certain times, certain things are going to have require your attention more, right? Mm -hmm. But that's okay. Yeah. Make sure you have people and like your systems are totally in alignment so that you're able to do that. Because mm -hmm. if you're all over the place and it's like, you know, you have this business going and that business going, your team is losing their minds and all these other things are happening. Um, then that's when things start to go through the wayside, you know? So, um, so I think that, you know, just really like taking your time, getting the people around you, really developing them, really mentoring them, whether they're providers or whether they're support staff, it doesn't matter. Every single person is valued from the team. And I think that that's really important too, to make sure that it is a mutual relationship back and forth that has to be respectful, but we also have a ton of fun. So like, it's like, you have to have that, you know, there, that's the balance work and play, you know? Yes. And, and guys, I'll, uh, we'll leave you with, with that really like, that's really like the key. This, you, and we've been talking about foundations throughout this whole, I feel like that's like been the common thread foundations, yeah. you know, even when you're building the face foundations, foundations like, you know, underlying cause. I know Yeah, this is deep. You were going to, I'm going to be like dissecting this conversation because we didn't know what we were going to go talking about today. We're like, let's just like talk about something and see where it goes, which I love because you really died like goosebumps right now thinking about that maybe it was the stage that i lit earlier you know it might be the stage it came to the computer like i'm in texas right now it came through i'm like oh it's ooh. my it's my routine wow. i'm like my yes. arms look great like I just man they do look good you look Sorry, good guys. girl i just got real conceited for like two minutes that conceited Guys, oh my God, it. Amy, it's been such a pleasure having you on the Casty Cast. Guys, um, you know, all of her handles, you're probably already following her, but all her handles and everything are going to be in the show notes. Um, and like we said, definitely check out the Academy, um, the Cadaver Labs, things that are happening because in this industry, like Amy said, I haven't gotten anywhere that I am 
without relationships. I'm not going to get anywhere where I'm going without relationships. And to develop good, authentic relationships with people who only say good things about you, even when you're not in the room, that's it, baby. That's it. it. And you got to do the same thing too. So like I said, and I always say on my Instagram, don't be talking shit about people, okay? (laughs) Never good. Unless they do bad things to you, then talk shit about them all you want. (laughs) It's called karma. It ends up being karma, Karma. right? Karma. All right, guys. All right, guys. Next time. Thank you so much. Love you guys. Did you learn something? Then please leave us a review. I appreciate your feedback. It means the world. See you next week.